Livingstones, I tell you, there, there's something beautiful about watching an entire family come up and partake and celebrate communion together. I, I absolutely love it, and that was part of the reason we wanted to do a family service today, because there, there's value in that. There's value in, in your kids watch, watching you worship, and your kids watching you partake in communion. And I, I, I tell you, like, it, it, it's something that, that I think as, as a church, maybe not, not our church, but the church just hasn't done very well of how do, we, how do we pass these things on? How do we let our children experience these same things that, that we get to experience in, in adult service? So I'm, I'm grateful for everybody just kind of being, being a little extra patient. I know, you know, it's, it's a little awkward having the kids in here, and, and, but it's going to be a great morning, and I tell you, I'm, I'm, excited. I'm excited about it. Um, I do also just want to say this, I forgot to say it before service, that on Thursday, Thursday morning, we're going to be taking down all of our Christmas decorations. And so if you have a, a spare hour or two or three on Thursday, it would be great to have you guys come on out here on Thursday. We got a whole bunch of stuff to take down, and, and it would be just a pleasure. I know it's not as much fun taking it down as it is putting it up, but it would be great to have uh, you come on out here and be a part of, of joining us this Thursday as we kind of take some of this down. So this morning, I, I just wanted to just kind of, we're going to shift gears a little bit. We, we've been talking about some pretty big topics over the last couple months as, as I've been with you. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about something completely di- different. We're, gonna, we're really going to talk just about kind of celebrating. We, we, I, what I want to do is this last Sunday of 2019, I want us just to celebrate a little bit. I want us to, I want us to remember some of just the really good things that have, that have happened. And so what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to start off with a survey. And so I need all the kids to pay attention first because what I'm going to do, I'm going to put a picture up on the screen here for us. And, and on this picture, there's going to be four different holidays, four different kind of celebrations that we have. And so what I, what I want you to do, all the kids, I want you to look up here. And so there's your birthday, there's Christmas, there's the 4th of July, and there's Thanksgiving. And so what I'm going to do is I, I want all you kids to pick one of those. Which one of those is your absolute favorite? Do you love your birthday the best? Do you love celebrating Christmas? Do you love the 4th of July and the fireworks? Or do you really enjoy Thanksgiving, all right? And so what I want you to do, all you kids, and I'm going to give you permission, even if mom and dad don't normally let you stand on the chairs, I want you to stand up on the chairs so I can see you. So if all of, of those four, if celebrating your birthday is the best, I want you to stand up right now, all right? If celebrating your birthday is the best. All right, excellent, all right. All right, you guys can sit down. All right, if celebrating Christmas is your favorite thing to celebrate, I want you to stand up on, you can stand up on the chair, I want to be able to see you. If celebrating Christmas is the best, stand up. All right, all right, a few more for Christmas. All right, you guys can sit down. All right, if you love the 4th of July and getting to stay up really late and and getting to watch the fireworks and all that, if that's your favorite celebration, I want you to stand up. The 4th of July. All right, not so many takers. We've got a couple takers on that one. All right, well, hey... You'll get your chance. You'll get your <laughs> All right, and Thanksgiving. If Thanksgiving, the turkey and, and the stuffing and the pie and all that is your favorite holiday to celebrate, I want you to stand up for me real quick. All right, not bad. I, I think Christmas edged it out a little bit, though. Okay, all right. So now I'm going to give the adults their turn. All right, so adults, I want you to stand up. So you tell me which one of those is your favorite. If celebrating your birthday is your favorite holiday to celebrate, Stand up. Yeah, I kind of, I, 
I kind of thought that would be the case. All right. All right. So, all right. <laughs> Absolutely. There we go. All right. See? All right. How about celebrating Christmas? Adults only. If celebrating Christmas is your favorite one of these, stand up for me. All right. Not bad. Not bad. All right. You guys, you guys can sit down. Fourth of July. All right. Wow. All right. We got, we got some patriotic folks in here. All right. All right. And then Thanksgiving. If Thanksgiving is your favorite. Wow. So birthdays are a, a distant fourth for, for this one. All right. You, got, you guys can all go. You can sit down. And, and we like these. Like we love to celebrate things. It, it's fun to, to celebrate and remember things. You know, on Christmas, we celebrate Jesus's birth. Obviously, on, on your birthday, we get to celebrate you, you know, that, and, and the day that you came into this world. The 4th of July, we celebrate the freedoms that we have and, and the, the birthday of, of our country. And obviously, Thanksgiving is a way of us just celebrating God's, God's goodness and remembering how good he's been and thanking him for how good he's been to us over that previous year. But I, and I don't know about you, but, but I'm just based on conversations I've had with some of you and also just reflecting in my own life. 2019 has been somewhat of a tough year. Like, there's, there's some of us in the room that, you know, 2019 is about to go out the door and we don't want it to hit you on the way out kind of a thing. Like, we're, we're excited 2019 is getting ready to go, to go out the door. But, you know, because there, there's been a lot of, you know, financial stresses and pressures. Maybe we've had to say goodbye to some people. Maybe there's just been some health issues and just some difficulties that you've had to face in 2019, and it's just been kind of a difficult year. But, but in spite of all this, there really have been a lot of good things that have taken place in our lives this year. There, there have been a lot of good things, a lot of great things that God has done in each and every one of us. And, and it's, it's, it's easy for us. Sometimes we're, we've trained our eyes to see the negative and point out all the things that are not right, the things that, that aren't good. But there really have been a lot of good things that have occurred this year, and so that's kind of what we're going to talk about for just a few minutes this morning. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get right into it. So Lord, I just want to thank you, God. God, for just a, a room full of, of our Livingstones Church family. Lord, it, it, what, a, what an opportunity, what a great opportunity it is just to be able to share together with, with the kids in the room. And, and Father, we just want to celebrate you on this last Sunday of 2019. We want to celebrate all that it is that you have done for us and in our lives, Lord. You are so good, and we just want to acknowledge you and tell you how thankful we are for you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, so I'm going to involve the kids again in just, for just a second here. And if you would, I, I want you to put up uh, the first picture I have for you up on the screen. Now, now, nobody, what, now I don't want anybody to shout this out. All right, because there might be a prize involved in this. So, kids only, I want you to tell me, if you can tell me what this is, I want you to raise your hand really high for me. All right, I saw, this is the first one I saw. All right, what is, what is this? The Washington Monument. The Washington Monument, all right. Now, very good, here, come, come on up, come on, come on up. Yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on up. All right, absolutely, this is the Washington Monument, and... You gotta tell everybody your name since you know. No. You're not gonna tell everybody your name? <laughs> Do I have to assign you a name? Sure. Alright, all right, well come on, come on up here. I, I, I won't I won't force you to be embarrassed by it, but I happen to have a box of candy bars up here. You go ahead and pick one out there for you if you like. Now, along with that, again, this is kids only. Can anybody tell me? And hopefully this one isn't gonna be too hard. 
What is the Washington Monument? What, what, is, it, what is it there for? What is it honoring? Can any, can any of the kids tell me? All right, I saw a hand. What, what is it the Washington Monument is, is honoring? To um, remember um, George Washington. Remember George Washington, absolutely. Come on up here, bud. All right, here, I'll bring them around. I, I had to hide them back here because I didn't want any of the adults trying to steal any of these. All right, you, you can go back. Thanks, buddy. All right, our next one. Our next one. Now, this one should be fairly easy. All right, buddy. I saw I saw a hand right here. What, 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 what is this? A desert. What, wait, say that again? A desert. Oh, it is the desert. All right, You're, you are absolutely right. Now, what's in the middle of the desert? Can you see those buildings in the middle of the desert? Do you know what those are? Pyramids. Pyramids. Come on up here, buddy. All right. Great job. All right, you can come pick out one of our candy bars here. All right. So these, these are the pyramids in, in Giza. All right. Yeah, thumbs up. I love it. All of his adoring fans. All right. Now, now what were the pyramids built for? What were the pyramids... A memorial to. Do you, do you remember? To remember the Egypts. Well, you're right. They, they, they were built in Egypt. They were to, to remember certain Egyptians. Do you remember who they were there to, to, rem, to kind of memorialize? Do you remember who it was? Say it real loud. The Pharaoh. Yeah, absolutely. Come on up here. You grab a candy bar. Yeah. The, the pyramids were built as, as a memorial to, to remember the pharaohs after they had passed away. All right, all right, how about our next one here? All right, this is... All right, what's... Can anybody tell me what this one is? I saw a hand right here. What, what, what's this? The Ark. The, the Arch. Now, do you know... Can you tell me the city it's in? Nope. All right, that's okay. I'll, I'll give you one anyways. Come on. I'll, I'll tell you. It's the St. Louis Arch. All right, the St. Louis Arch, you can go and pick one out. Now, this one might be a little tougher. Can anybody tell me what, what, what is the St. Louis Arch honoring, memorializing? Can anybody tell me what the St. Louis Arch kind of is a, is a monument to? All right, adults, I'll give you, I'll give you, all right, I... All right, what, what is the St. Louis Arch memorializing? A gateway to the West. Yeah, it, it's kind of, you, come on up, get a candy bar. All right. Yeah, it's kind of remembering our westward ex expansion and, and all of that. It, it really is the gateway to the west. All right, our, our final one that we have. Who can tell me what this is? Now, oh, all right, I saw a hand shoot up back here. All right. I thought this one might be trickier. Do you know what this is? The Taj Mahal. Woo! All right. Come on up, buddy. Yeah, this is the Taj Mahal. All right, now, can anybody tell me what the Taj Mahal is memorializing? Go ahead and pick one out. Can anybody tell me? Any? Can it, no, it's not Taj. No. I, okay. All right, can any adults tell me what is the Taj Mahal memorializing? Oh. All right. I believe it was an Indian, I don't know if he was a prince or king, who built that for his wife. For his favorite for wife. His favorite wife. Oh. It was. All right. You, you, come pick out a candy bar. Come, come on up. 
Yeah, this was... Yeah, Shah Jahan actually built this to memorialize. It's kind of a burial spot for his favorite wife. And just say, no, I have a favorite wife, and I'm so glad I don't have to like pick which one is, is, is my favorite and all that. But, but you know, what was, what was interesting about this was all, all four of these were different memorials. They were different monuments that we have created. And, and we create monuments, we create memorials because there's something positive, there's something that took place that we want to make sure we never forget. Some, something happened, there was some person, there was some event, something that took place that we want to make sure that we never forget. And, and I tell you, like, and uh, Jim kind of referenced it this morning too, like us taking communion is kind of like a memorial. It's not one that we build, but it's something that we do every single week as, as a remembrance of the sacrifice of what Jesus did for us, that he shed his blood for us, that his body was broken for every single one of us. And so us coming and partaking in communion every Sunday is a way for us to memorialize what it was that Jesus did on our behalf. And, and, and honestly, Scripture is filled with all different uh, memorials, different monuments that, that would take place. So like the rainbow, that was kind of a memorial that was in the sky to, to remind everybody that God was never again going to destroy the world by flood. You know, the, the Passover feast, you know, what was, was, a, was a memorial, it's, it's a remembrance of that God saved the, the Israelites, that the, the death angel passed over their homes and they, they were able to leave Egypt. And, and, and really, especially as you read through the Old Testament, so many different names of different places and, and wells and people, they were named after certain things, things that God did at this certain place. And so we gave it a name to remember what it was that, oh man, God was faithful, he did this right here. And, and if there's, there's one thing that God knew about people, if there's one thing that God knew about every single one of us, it's that we have very short memories. Like, like it, it's, it's easy for us to forget some things. And, and I think that was one of the reasons why God established all these different monuments and memorials and all that in, in Scripture was because He knew His people had very short memories. If, if you remember when, when the Israelites left Egypt... That, that Moses had led them out of Egypt. They had been in slavery for 400 years, and they made their way out. And it didn't take but a few days for them to start complaining and saying, man, you know what? It was a lot better back in Egypt. Like, they, there were leeks and onions back there. Like, all we have here are quail and manna. Like, I, and, and, and so often, God's people, so often all of us in this room, we've forgotten some of those good things that God has done for us. We have a very short-term memory sometimes. And, and so one of the things, one of, one of those monuments, one of those memorials that God wanted to establish took place right as the, the Israelite people were getting ready to enter the promised land. That, that again, they had, they had been slaves in Egypt for 400 years. God had promised the, this beautiful land to, to Abraham hundreds of years before, and they were getting ready to cross the Jordan River and enter into the land that God had promised them. And God said, you know what? I want, I want to set up a, mor- a memorial. I want to set up a monument to remind everybody what took place here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show just a short video to kind of share this story, and then we'll unpack it a little bit more. The Jordan River stood between the Israelites and their promised land. But the same God who miraculously delivered them from the slavery of Egypt would once again make a way where there was no way. 
It is time for you to separate yourselves from the things of the world that hold you back from God, Joshua declared to the people of Israel. For tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing wonders before your eyes. As God had been with Moses when he parted the Red Sea 40 years earlier, the Lord promised he would also be with Joshua. Inspired by this confidence, Joshua explained the plan that God had given him. Here's what we will do, Joshua announced. As soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the priests, follow after it. The Ark of the Covenant was important because it held the two stone tablets on which God had written his law, which showed his people how to live. It also held the promise of mercy and forgiveness when they failed to do what he commanded. This special golden box was the physical representation of the living God. It held the mystery and promise of a savior. On this day, the people of God placed all their confidence and trust in him to deliver them. And God led them to the land he promised. When the priests who carried the ark approached the raging waters, they did not hesitate to step in. They were not afraid of what they saw with their eyes, because their focus was on the promise God had made them. With courage and determination, they stepped in. And God performed the most amazing miracle. God held back the waters of the Jordan River. From the moment the priests took the first steps into the troubled waters, they miraculously stopped flowing. Far up the river, at the city of Adam, the water piled high as though it were splashing up against an invisible wall. As planned, the priest stood on dry ground in the middle of the river and waited until all the people of Israel passed by. When the last of them had crossed safely, the priests followed behind. And when they reached the other side, God released the waters back into the river canyon as they had been before. Proved to Israel that there was no sea deep enough to hold them back from his promises. It was important that his people always remember how mighty and powerful their God was, so that they would have the strength and courage to trust him in the future. So God had one representative from each of the twelve tribes of Israel collect stones from the riverbed to memorialize this great event. One by one, Joshua placed each stone in a pile as he acknowledged God's power and goodness. In the future, when their children and their children's children looked at these stones, they would remember how God separated them from a painful past, how he built their faith and trust in his strength, how he brought terror and confusion to their enemies, and most importantly of all, this event held the promise of their final deliverance that would come through Jesus the Messiah. to enter into the promised land, God says, all right, I want you to take 12 stones out of the middle of this river because there was no bridge for them to be able to cross over. And so God held back the waters just as he did when, it, when he parted the Red Sea for them to walk through. And he said, I want you to take 12 stones out of the river and I want you to set it up on the other side of the Jordan. And just like I, I put this big stone here for this morning, he said, I, I want you to set this up as a memorial to, to remind you of my goodness, to remind you of my faithfulness, of how I brought you out of Egypt and I parted these waters and that I am with you 
right now in the promised land. And, and I tell you, if, if I left this stone here week after week after week, like I guarantee you it would generate some questions. People would be like, okay, what, what's the deal? Why, why is there a stone up there on the, on the stage? And, and because, and especially kids, like kids would be like, all right, why, why in the world is that there? Because kids are naturally curious. Kids, are, kids naturally want to know, well, why? Why does it happen like this? Why is ice cream cold? Why, why do deer have antlers? You know, why, why, do, I, why do I have to wear a coat? Why, why can't I play with the outlet? Like, kid, kids are always, they're always asking questions. They always, always want to know why. And, and in the same way, God said, all right, people are going to ask, what is this big, big monument, this big memorial, these 12 stones that are here? Why is it there? And, and in Joshua chapter 4, verses 5 through 7, it says, And Joshua said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan. Each of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, What do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, when it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. What, what God was trying to do is He was trying to set people up. He was trying to say, hey, you know what? I'm giving you a conversation piece. I'm giving you a point of reference that you can talk about the goodness of God. You can share about my faithfulness with your kids and with your kids' kids. That when people see these stones piled here, it's a conversation piece, and you're going to be able to have those faithful conversations of being able to remind God about how good He actually is, that, that He parted the Jordan River and He led them into the Promised Land. God was trying to help parents. He was trying to help the, the Israelite people not only remember His faithfulness, but also to pass on that legacy to their kids and pass on that legacy to their grandkids. In the same way that, that if you took your kids to Washington, D.C., and they saw the Washington Monument, you'd be able to have a conversation with them. You'd be able to share with your kids about who George Washington was and why it was he played such an important role in the founding of our country. It's, it's a conversation piece. And, and I'll tell you, Scripture is very clear to us that we are to pass on our faith to the next generation. We're, we're to pass it on. We're, we're to share the goodness of God with our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids. Psalm 78, verses 1 through 7 says something very, very profound. He says, My people, hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I'll, I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter hidden things, things from of old, things we have heard and known, things our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from our descendants, but we will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, His power, and the wonders that He has done. He decreed statutes to Jacob and established law in Israel, which He commanded our ancestors to teach to their children, so that the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children. Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget His deeds, but would keep His commands." Man, what, what, a, what a powerful passage that is about instructing all of us, not just, not just us with kids, but all of us. It's our duty, it's our obligation to pass on our faith to the next generation. 
We're, we're not to, by any means, let our kids just kind of discover what their own truth is. We're, we're, not, we're not to just allow our kids to, to figure out what it is that they want to believe on their own. No, we're, we've been charged to pass on that faith, to be able to share what God has done in our lives and so they can share it, and then they can share it with, with their kids as well. And obviously, we're not going to walk around and, and have giant piles of stones on our front yard, nor are we going to be walking around and carrying stones with us as a memorial of what it was that God has done. And so this, this is kind of where the bag that you received on your way in this morning comes in. And if you can just grab your bags real quick, and, and just so you know, my, my kids, they threw some suckers in there for your kids, so go ahead and give them suckers. And if you don't have kids, go ahead and enjoy the suckers, or, or if you don't want to share them with your kids, you just enjoy the suckers on your own. But in, in each of your bags... We gave you a notebook, some suckers, and a pen. And so what we're going to do in, in just a few minutes this morning is we're going we're to create a memorial today. We're, we're going to create a memorial as, as a family. And, and I'll tell you, I pray this isn't something that, that you would just do today on this last Sunday of 2019, but that this would really be something that you would carry on. In, in the, the weeks and the months and prayerfully the years, the years to come. And, and I'll, I'll tell you something that, that we've done as a family in, in our home. We call it our book of remembrance. And, and what we do, and we, we probably don't do it nearly as often as we should, but we'll sit down together as a family and we'll just talk about what, what has God been doing? What, what prayers has God been answering? How, how has God provided for us? What are some blessings that have occurred in our lives? What, what are some ways that we have seen God show up in our, in our lives, in the lives of people we love and people that we care about? And what we do, we, we start writing them down. We start writing down the answer to those prayers. We start writing down the ways that God has provided for us. We start writing down the way that, that God has blessed us and that, we, that we've seen God's hand at work and we've seen God show up in our lives. And, and I'll tell you, like I said, I, I know... 2019 has been a tough year for, for many of us in this room, and it is easy. It's easy to point out the things that were not right and the trouble that we've had to go through and, and the issues and, and the, the diagnoses and the, the financial struggles and all that. It's, it's easy to point out those things. But what I want us to do is I want us to start pulling some stones out of the river. As a church, let's start pulling some stones out of the river. Let's start remembering what is it that God has done in my life? this year? How has God answered prayers this year? What, what, how has God provided? What, is, what has God done? Where have I seen God show up in my life this year? And so what we're going to do is, is this. I, I'm going to stop talking in just a second. And what I want you to do, whether you're here by yourself or you're here with, with your spouse or significant other, or if you have your kids with you, I want us to start writing some of those things down. I, I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm, we're going to play some, some soft music in just a moment here. And I want you to just start thinking, God, where have you shown up in my life this year? Where have I seen you at work? What prayers have you answered? What, what is it that you have been up to in, in my life? And so brainstorm some of those things. If your kids are with you, involve them. Ask them, say, hey guys, what, what has God done in our lives this year? Maybe we got to go on some, a, a great vacation. Maybe, maybe I got out of debt. Maybe, you know, God, you know, we, we'd been praying for so-and-so, and, and they finally started coming to church. 
You know, I, I don't know what it is. It's going to be different for every single family in this room. But what I want you to do is, I want you just to take a few moments, again, whether you're by yourself or with your family, and just start talking, just start communicating, and just saying, all right, God, where, how have you been faithful? How have you shown up? How can I celebrate your goodness this morning? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be quiet for a few minutes. We're going to just put some, some, some music on quietly. And you guys just talk. Talk as a family. Talk, talk you know, with your spouse. And just start writing down. Make a list of all the things that you've seen God do in your life this year.
All right, I'll give you about another minute or so, and then we'll, then we'll uh, close this out. All right, if, if you're still working, I'm gonna, you, you can still write some things down, but what, what I want to do is I just kind of want to close our final service of 2019 just with, with this thought that, that God is always up to something good. God, God's always up to something good. He, he's, he's blessed us in so many ways, and, and oftentimes we end up either not seeing what it is that He's been doing or, or maybe we take for granted for granted, those, those things that, that God has been up to. And, and so what, what I want to challenge everybody in this room with is this, is, is don't let this be just an exercise that we just did one Sunday in 2019, and it was just kind of, oh, that's a kind of an interesting way of, of closing the year out. But, I, but I'd encourage you, make use of this. Like, I, we, we bought these notebooks for you. Make this a, a regular part of, of how you have your family time together. Maybe, you know, maybe on every Sunday, you know, at Sunday dinner or something like that, you just say, hey, you know what? How's God shown up in our lives this week? And, and start, and start making, making a record of it. And like I, I mentioned to you before, we've so thoroughly trained ourselves to see the negative. And we're bombarded with just negative, negative thoughts, negative reports, negative images all the time that sometimes we end up missing out. And we fail to see what it is that God is is really up to. And, and so, you know, we, we talked over the last couple of weeks about joy and about peace and about hope. And, and one of the ways that you'll be able to, to take and maintain joy, peace, and hope throughout this year is by maintaining and having a, a thankful and a grateful heart, Re- about remembering the, the goodness and the faithfulness of God. And, and just, just imagine, imagine how your life could be different if you start putting this monument, putting this memorial into practice. And you can start reminding yourself of the goodness of God because we, we've all had those moments where it just looks like God has left us, God has abandoned us, where, where we get that bad report, where we get that bill that was way more than we thought it was going to be and we don't know how we're going to pay it. And to be able to look back and say, God, I've seen you be faithful before. God, I've seen you show up in our lives before. God, I've seen you answer prayers before. And I need to remind myself of that. I need to remind myself of your faithfulness. I need to remind myself of of your goodness. You know, David said that he had to learn to encourage himself in the Lord. That there's going to be times where your pastor's not available to you. There's going to be times where you're not able to talk to somebody in the middle of the night. You need to be able to encourage yourself in the Lord and 
And using this notebook, making a, a memorial of what God has done is a way for you to help encourage yourself in the Lord. And, and, and for those of you that have kids in the room, I want you just to kind of imagine one final thing. Imagine being able to, to copy this off and share this with them. When, when your kids get ready to leave the house and you can give them a copy and say, you know what, look how good God has been in our lives. And I want, I want you to take this with you. I want you to take this with you when you go to work and, and you get a job somewhere. I want you to take this when you go off to college because I want, I want you to see the faithfulness that God has been. And, and, and prayerfully, when your kids end up leaving the house, they're not going to be like the 70% or whatever it is, whatever that number is, that end up walking away from the faith. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I want to see, I want to remind myself of how good God has been. I, 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 want, I want to be able to share that with other people. That, that you know, not, not making a, a display or a production of it, but I want to be able to, to share with others. Man, you, let, me, let me tell you about how good God is. Let me tell you how He's shown up in my life. Let me share, share with you some answers to prayer that, that He's had for me. And so, Livingstone, th- this is what I want to I challenge us all with. Let's keep taking those stones out of the river. Let, let's keep adding to our monument, adding to our memorial, that we're going to be able to share this with our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids. We're going to be able to share this with, with people around us. We're going to be able to have conversations with people and share the goodness of God with Him. So if you would, just close your eyes for me. Let me just pray with you right now. And God, I just want to thank you, Lord, so much. God, you've been so incredibly faithful to us this year. And, and we just want to take a minute just to thank you for how good you really have been. And, and while, God, we, we acknowledge that there's been some significant struggles and challenges, we're, we're not pretending that they didn't occur. But, God, you have proven yourself good and true and faithful to us. God, we're so grateful for your many, many blessings. And God, we don't ever want to take them for granted. We don't ever want to take them lightly or have an expectant heart because you didn't have to bless us like you did. You didn't have to answer those prayers. You didn't have to, to heal. You didn't have to provide. You didn't have to make a way, but you did. And God, I, I just pray that you're going to give us eyes to see your goodness all around us, Lord. God, it, it is. It's, it's easy to look around and to see the negative to see the things that aren't right. But God, we ask you, we ask you to give us eyes to see your hand at work in our lives. God, to notice your blessings, to remember them. And God, we want to set up this memorial to remind ourselves about how good you are. To remind us that when, when our faith feels weak and we feel down, we feel discouraged, that we're going to be able to encourage ourselves and we're going to be able to, to overcome that negativity by remembering your goodness, by remembering your faithfulness. God, remind us that you're always there. And, and Lord, I pray that this would not just be an exercise that we do on this last Sunday of 2019, but God, I pray that you would help this to become a lifestyle within our church. God, that we're going to look for ways to thank you. We're going to look for ways to praise you. We're going to look and find ways to bless you and, and, and remind you about how good you really are. God, help us to always look to you, to thank you, to acknowledge you for your goodness. God, we thank you for all that you've done in our lives, for what you're doing, what you're up to. Lord, I just pray that, that as we close out 
this year of 2019. God, we look forward to what you have in store for us this next year. God, we look, we look forward with anticipation and expectation. And God, I want you to know that you have our promise. God, that we're going to praise you through it. God, with, with all the blessings that you have in store, with, with the, the ways that you are going to show up this coming year, God, we're going to praise you and we're going to honor you for it. God, I just pray that you would just bless our church family. In Jesus' name, amen.